When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask if they're really all that bad. I'm your host, Craig Fay. And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we're continuing our uh, Christmas movie month with um, a classic, classic, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Just starting with a lie, Craig? Yeah. Starting the podcast with a lie. What, that it's a classic? Santa's not coming, buddy. Santa's not coming to your I, lying ass house. I feel like this is a monumental moment in our podcast history because we've covered so many uh, franchises and, you know, yeah. we've done the Marvel movies, we've done Spider-Man's, mm-hmm. we've done Lord of the Rings, we've done Matrix, like all these famous franchises. But this is the first time that we have delved into the the cinematic world, the, the earnest universe, if you will. The earnest cinematic universe. And I could not be happier. I would. Had you seen this movie before? <sighs> Craig, this? Okay, first of all, absolutely not. Secondarily, um, this made me wonder if I've seen any Ernest movie (laughs) ever. Because I was like, I actually don't think I, or like, maybe I watched one when I was a kid and I just didn't absorb it. Or like, I have no idea, but like, this blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe this. Like, this is blowing my mind. I can't believe I've never seen this or any of these because I was like, I genuinely had no clue that this character was this unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> I think it's one of those things too, where it's been parodied and like kind of mocked so much in pop culture that like you sort of don't realize that you don't have experience with it firsthand. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was kind of like I had just always assumed that I was like, no, I get it. I know yeah. what it is. I got that. And then I watched this movie and I was like, I don't actually think I did have that. I don't think I did get it. Yeah, I don't I get think, it now. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a ton of the Ernest movies. I know I've seen I I know we watched this one a lot at Christmas time. Like, I feel like this was one that was like on cable or like we had recorded to vhs somehow you know with like the commercial breaks and like the you know when the tracking wasn't quite right and the line would come down um so like i remember elements of this but you're right it was still very very surprising how unhinged the character of ernest p worrell is (laughs) like it's and it starts right the fuck away yeah like it starts big like i'm gonna let you take this but like it it starts with a bag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is. I would describe this movie. It's like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, what a dumb, fun, harmless movie. Like just dumb, fun and harmless is the best way I can describe it. Like no one's like, uh, you know, nothing problematic for a movie that's from the 80s. Nothing like, you know, or too problematic anyway. Like it's just... <laughs> I was idiot. like, I'm, a, I, I'm gonna warn you, Craig. I'm gonna point out some problems. <laughs> All right, probably. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but if you have not seen uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, if um, you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, if it's not in your regular rotation, here's basically what happens. Uh, our uh, we actually open on 
um, an airport, Miami airport, and uh, Santa Claus is arriving from the North Pole, and he kind of gives this whole speech about he's here to uh, find a replacement um, because the magic dies if he doesn't pass it on to somebody else, and it's like three days before Christmas, and he has till 7 p.m. on Christmas Eve to like pass the magic on to the next Santa Claus. That's pretty much all you need to know for the plot of the movie. And then uh, we then we jump over to our to Ernest, uh, the famously played by Jim Varney, and he is a cab driver, and he's taking this guy to uh, he's taking a guy to the uh, airport, and uh, is basically just being a fucking terror he's jumping curbs he's running <laughs> over luggage he's uh he's weaving in and out of traffic so much that the 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 passenger falls out of the car is absolutely like petrified with fear and he's picking him up and like throwing him in the back of the car trying to get him there already anyway uh because of his shenanigans security <laughs> at the airport is after him um he picks up santa claus uh, and then um, a teenage runaway as well shortly after uh, Harmony. And um, Santa Claus accidentally leaves his magical sack in <laughs> Ernest's cab. Um, and uh, we also find that Santa Claus has to go and uh, talk to Joe Carruthers, who is this uh, children's TV show host who's recently had his show canceled and he's really nice and just wants kids to say please and thank you. And um, he goes to talk to him. Santa goes to talk to Joe and is interrupted by uh, Joe's agent, uh, Marty Brock, who's like, I got this, 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 <laughs> this movie for you. It's called... Uh, uh, Oh, what is it called? Um, uh, Christmas Sleigh? Christmas Sleigh, S-L-A-Y. Yeah. It's like a horror movie where um, aliens attack kids at Christmas. <laughs> and uh, it's like, this is your big break. This is a big Hollywood movie, Some for some reason, filming in Orlando. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And he's like really conflicted. Uh, they arrest Santa Claus because he they think he's crazy because he's an old man with play money insisting that he's Santa Claus. Uh, and uh, Ernest has to go in and save him from jail and then uh, go pick up reindeer at the airport and like fly the sleigh. And Santa's got to convince Joe that he's great. And meanwhile, Harmony's stolen the real sack because she wants like presents for herself, but comes to turn like has a moment where she realizes, no, this is wrong, and brings Santa his his sack. And at the end of the movie, Joe decides he's going to become Santa Claus, and the real Santa Claus retires, and Ernest gets to fly the sleigh, and Harmony gets to come along as a fun thing. And just like comedic set pieces, he visits his friend Vern and just destroys his house. Um, oh and that's my it. god, the Vern scene. Great, great, classic artist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before we get into it, like, who do you think the, the villains of this are then? I think it's pretty Obviously clear. Obviously the agent. Yeah, yeah the Marty Brock. Villain. Um, the uh, All the people making the movie, villain. Yeah. Uh, the police, villain. Um, yeah, it just kind of seems like anybody, yeah, anybody that's going up against Santa is a villain. <laughs> yeah, um, they don't which understand. Which is so that. great. Ooh, so rich. I just, let's. Body, like, there's just so much to say about this movie, which I didn't think I was going to say about an earnest movie, but here we are. Oh, man. Go, go. Get him, Rebecca. Get him. Okay, get him. Oh, my God. First of all, okay. Santa's a piece of shit in this movie. I'm sorry. He's a big bag of garbage. Uh, he's the worst. He's just the worst. I hate him so much. Can we just talk about how much yeah, I hate Santa? In absolutely. This movie? Um, number one. Okay. You might live on the North Pole and you might be Santa, but if you if you're Santa Claus and you know how the world works and you just show up and start being like, I'm Santa, I'm lie, bitch. Just tell one singular lie. I beg of you. OK, yeah. but you're like, no, that's that's it. I, I don't care. And it's like, no, you kind of like, you know how it works. 
this is like if you think okay if if like christmas is your whole fucking jam okay that's everything to you then wouldn't you do anything possible even maybe lie about your name for an afternoon have a different passport you can pull anything the fuck out of that bag what get 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 a different name pull a name out of your bag how's that yeah okay just grab a name okay a little name tag something and then just change that because that whole movie would be so much easier oh so much easier also no offense this man how dare you lose the only magical sack on earth <laughs> you left it in a cab oh yeah oh and, and let me in just a say cab, bro? a cab on your like what are you rebecca and her wallet like come on it's yeah no excuse me excuse me and this is craig and i will mention i am not in charge of any worldwide holiday i'm not in charge of it okay the world voted they said no not this lady okay and i think that's accurate (laughs) yeah no 100 percent. do not give this man should not be in charge of anything no and that's that's another great point uh and i i want to add to that which is that like his his whole thing is like you pass down the Santa thing and then the magic diminishes as, as you go. And it, it's basically recharged when you like hand it off to somebody else. And this mm-hmm. man, um, one, is clearly suffering from dementia of some sort um, because he's he's already so bad at his job. He loses the sack. Um, he's, he's completely incapable of like picking up on Ernest's like little schemes, which are like the, like, oh yeah, we'll play along. Like what? Oh, oh, you're trying to get me out of prison. Okay. You can't see through, knows who Mm -hmm. everyone is, but can't see through Ernest's disguises. Um, and, (laughs) and it, it waited to the last minute. Like, oh like isn't that that is an old privileged man right there i'll tell you that for free those are those fucks that like retire but then come in in a private contract and they're like no that that'll be i'm just gonna double dip on this and it's like just hand it the fuck off to somebody yeah none of us can buy a house yeah give someone else this job please i'm begging you (laughs) but we never trained begging you we never trained anybody yeah. to replace you, so we have to hire you back coming. to do. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, here's the thing: like, like I'm sorry, a swapping over of Santa Clauses. That's not a January 23rd move. That's not to fly to Orlando on January 23rd. Even a December. And have to convince. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, December, yes. No, what I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, December, it's not a December 23rd thing. It's a January 1st thing. That's why I screwed it up. That's a, oh, yeah. yes. you take yes. the week after Christmas because no one's doing anything that day. You're not going to, you're not going to, mm. you can't get flights. You're not going to convince anyone Santa Claus. Nothing's on TV. Um, January 1st, as soon as like those Christmas lights oh, are yeah. coming down, you're fly- you're like, that's when we switch it over, you know? Because if I got to work a couple months. Oh, plus what a great position to be convincing somebody. And I'll tell you, if somebody showed up on January 1st and told me I need to redirect my whole life, I would believe them. I'd be like, yeah, I'm hungover. I'm question. I questioned every life decision last night. It's January 1st, baby. I'm feeling regret. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If somebody rolled up and I have a business opportunity for you, I got to tell you, team, everyone listening, if you ever just want to like try and be a predator in my life, January 1st, that's the day. Okay. That's when you send me the DM for the MLM. All right. Cause I'd be like, oh, maybe though, maybe I'm at my lowest. Okay. I'm just saying that's prime time. That's prime time, baby. Okay. Yeah. Just to agree with you, Craig. Great. Perfect time for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. And give people, um, like give people some time to get their lives in order because you're going to disappear for the next 150 years or whatever the term is. Right. Um, cause like, mm. like in the reality of this, of this movie, pe- people who don't know who Santa Claus is, is this Joe Carruthers guy is like, y- you were fired from your, uh, children's show. You were offered a-, a great role in a, in a major movie. 
You went in on Christmas Eve, and them doing business on Christmas Eve is insane, but we'll get to that later. We go, You go in on Christmas Eve, you flip the fuck out about there being too much violence and swearing in a horror movie, and I then- I was rolling my eyes so hard. Disappear oh. forever, as far as anyone else is concerned. Just, just drops off the face of the earth because he's- gone and become santa claus like what a tragedy for everyone else in that man's life and there are other people in that Mm. man's life because he is a nice man yeah oh that's so true yeah everybody does like that dude yeah all the kids at the hospital everybody it's (laughs) i could i was scream laughing at that scene if not more so in the other scene where uh so he he's on set they're doing like a camera test they're like okay so we want to see you in the one of these scenes we're gonna get you to you know like see your chemistry with the kids so that it seems like you're very fatherly what have you and then this monster's gonna come in you're gonna swear and then you're gonna start hacking them up and this guy's like nope stop pause like he's halfway through the scene he's like i just can't do it like there's children present and it's like Buddy, what the fuck did you think you were here for? You, I'm sorry, you can't, you don't even have the job. You've stepped in, and I gotta say, as a writer, the audacity. The audacity to step in day one and be like, could you change the entire script? Could you change the whole theme of this movie? Actually, you're going to have to change the name as well, because it won't even be fitting for what I want. Just don't go. Oh my God. You're desperate for a job. This agent has gotten you in, bigged you up, talked you up. Okay. And he's supposed to be the bad guy because he didn't defend you being like, I don't want to swear. And it's like, don't fucking be here then. Don't be here. Don't be here. Because you know what? I thought you were an actor and maybe you could act like a guy that swears. Maybe you could do that and be a fucking professional. Or... Or you realize, like, you know what? No, I'm not an actor. I'm just, uh, like, I'm a, I'm a children's guy. I, I do. I'm an, children, I'm an children's entertainer. There's no I, problem with being. Yeah. A, no problem with being an entertainer. No, no a little, sh- a little Sharon Lois and Bram energy to make it real Canadian for you. Uh, <laughs> Raffi, um, Fred Penner. These are all Canadian references. Raffi might be international. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just do that. Literally, don't just understand do a word you've said. But yes, continue. I know, right? I love it. All, all the Canadians are gonna be like, <laughs> "Yeah, fucking Fred Penner, crawl through that log, buddy." Uh, <laughs> oh, Mister Dress Up, come on. Uh, okay. Oh, there truck. we go. Okay. Yeah. Here we are. Oh, did you not? Sorry, you didn't know. You didn't have, have no Fred Penner either. On. You don't know Fred Penner? No. Oh, he's like no, I, basically I, I, this I, I, guy. I, I, you know canadian tv and he would like it was like Mm -hmm. fred penner's place or whatever and it was like a woodland set and he would beginning of the show he would crawl through this log into like his little hidden place and then like you know sing and guests would come by and like you know just it was a kid's show it's fine i like that yeah oh yeah it's fine you knew mr dress up though yes of course i know mr dress up I also, what was that one lady I used to watch all the time? She was like dressed like a clown. She did the oh, 10 second tidy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mo- like something that they're a little doll named Molly or whatever. Big comfy couch. Big comfy yeah. couch. There yeah. we go. Love that one. <laughs> I got to tell you. Okay. You're going to, I'm going to say something so unhinged right now and I don't even care. Um, sometimes I, I've just made like basically an adult version of that where I call it the 10 minute tidy. So when I'm feeling really tired and I don't want to do anything, but my place is in like absolute shambles, I'll just go, okay, you got to do a 10 minute tidy. And then I just set my watch for a timer and I put on 10 minutes and I tell myself that's all I need to do. And if I want to clean more after that, that's up to me. And then I at least give myself that minimum, which means I'm a fucking child and I don't care. It works. (laughs) Oh, no, this isn't unhinged at all. This is like I, I feel like I've heard this advice in different forms in in many ways like where it's like oh you don't feel like doing anything just find that one thing that you know you can do in like five minutes or whatever and just get it done like sweep Mm. the stairs or like uh you know like you know uh wash a dish or something like that uh send that email like whatever it is just something that you can like fire off really quickly and like 
it kind of just it's an excuse to get the ball rolling is essentially what it is um so you're not overwhelmed yeah no that does not sound unhinged at all that sounds actually quite healthy rebecca okay okay, good. <laughs> okay yeah that's what i do when i'm really but you tired, know who is unhinged. Do something i do the 10 minute tidy love it love it yeah children's entertainment's Ernest? good it teaches you things it teaches you how to live your life come on uh yeah. <laughs> this is gonna sound really unhinged rebecca but i still use the alphabet that sesame street taught me uh <laughs> um yeah what? <laughs> i don't know oh god yeah that's uh, fair so it is really weird to complain about that script to circle back and be oh like, yeah 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 because yeah. that's that's not bad that guy's not a bad, he's not a bad guy. The, your agent got you a job. I'm sorry, what's your agent job to get you a job? You got it. Okay, you got it, bitch. What are you complaining about? It literally, Slay was in the title. Slay. You you were given sides to read before you auditioned for this. You knew what was up. And also, what a hardworking agent that three days before Christmas and right after your uh show got canceled like th- they say it was like three weeks ago that his long-running children's show was canceled that um he's already working to get you more work you know that is a great great agent absolutely he's just doing his job and the guys that are making the movie are just doing their jobs so hard-working agent definitely um mm. I also want to just quickly point out, I think these are some other minor villains in this. Uh, They end up being a minor villain, like right at the end. And I think they're a hundred percent. I agree with them. And it's the two guys who are dealing with the reindeer at the airport. It's like a whole B plot throughout (laughs) the entire movie. where It's just these two cartoonish men who are trying to figure out why these reindeer, what these are and why they're flying on the roof. Um, and one, I laughed every single time they cut to these guys. I, it was so silly and stupid. Like they were literally doing the cartoon eye, like thing, like when things went wrong. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is this is like an adult cartoon. Like this is a cartoon that's kind of for adults. Like it's so it's such a mm. such a weird space between children's entertainment and and for adults. Like. I guess family entertainment is what you call it, but um, love those guys at the airport. Yeah, those guys were, they were, yeah, they were just fun. It was, it was also, I don't know, like there's, there's some parts of this movie where I'm like, well, why, why did you get them delivered? Like they literally (laughs) fly. Like these elves arrive separately they could have just if they were instructed to like you know set them up and fly them down or whatever like that just do that maybe yeah Although, it does seem you know, like a thing I, that I, I don't think move. anybody should be <laughs> picking out plot holes in Ernest <laughs> Saves Christmas but <laughs> here we go there may be one or two there may be one or two Rebecca the uh, the there consistency of the universe may not be great no um, the, the idea that Ernest has any friends at all is a plot hole I think <laughs> <laughs> this is true he is he is a lovable idiot um, but I mean the whole Vern thing is like so his do you know the backstory of the character of Ernest no tell me Okay, so so it started as a uh, invention of an advertising agency in um, southern U.S. somewhere, like small small community sort of thing. So it's like this advertising agency came up with this character, and like the all the ads were just Jim Varney as Ernest showing up to his neighbor's house, Vern. And he would be like, hey, Vern. And he would just like be so annoying and unwelcome and like Vern trying to shut the door on him. And it, Vern is always the camera, right? Vern is always the camera. Okay, yeah. You never see him. But he's like trying to shut doors mm. and windows on Ernest. And Ernest would just like talk up whoever he, the sponsor was. So it's like this local car dealership or this like restaurant somewhere, like but like super local and um, so it was a character that would bridge across different companies. Yes. 
Yes. So it's That's like so crazy. Right. That's really wild. You never hear about that. That's crazy. Exactly. So he was kind of this like local spokesman for all these uh, businesses, but like was so popular and people found him so funny that like Coca-Cola or something like he, he was a spokesperson for Coca-Cola at one point. Um, but other national brands, they couldn't, they couldn't spin him off to advertise for them because they had local contracts with like local companies to be like, we have exclusive rights to use Ernest for like, you know, Rebecca Reed's um, Dodge Jeep chair, Dodge dealership or whatever in like this small town somewhere. So they couldn't be like the Ernest couldn't be the, the, the voice of like Chrysler or, or whatever nationally because they had this exclusives. So basically, instead of continuing him on as a like advertising thing, they started spinning him off into TV and movies. And like he had his own show, like Saturday morning sketch show called like Hey Vern and uh, all that. So and then like this is like the second, I think, theatrically released movie that he was in. So it's like it's this wild story of Jim Varney just basically being an ad spokesman in like um I wish I could remember what the the community is and like then becoming this like national comedic uh treasure who's like selling theater like like theatrically released movies that performed decently well at the box office so they kept making them. Like it's just a wild it's a wild story. So anyway, that's what the whole Vern thing is in this. It's like that's kind of the original Ernest sketches is him showing up and causing craziness. So that's so interesting, right? I love that. Yeah, Shit, and it's dude, just that's blowing my mind a little bit. Like, yeah, and aren't you just like, yeah, good for Jim Varney? Like, like what a career. Well, he kind of smashes it. Like, as annoying <laughs> as the character... He does. Like, yeah, as, as annoying as the character is, and as much as watching him, I'm like, oh my god, I'd punch this guy in the fucking face. That's kind of the whole point. Is like, you want to punch this guy in the fucking face. And I think he just does, like, as far as, like, physical comedy goes, and, like, being big, and his facial expressions, and everything, like... I mean, he is undeniably smashing that. Yeah, he is that. And I think like that was a uh, a problem for him, like trying to act in anything else where he's like, well, that's Ernest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Dude. Ernest I can't, slash like, Slinky Dog. I guess he, he did kind of come out for Slinky Dog in Toy Story. Um, but yeah. Watching him continually pull out the cords in the wall like the uh all the electric work in the wall i was like oh my god man like oh the pure destruction of the like i think it's not that long of a scene i think it's maybe a three minute scene yeah at most like him being in there oh my pure devastation it's fucking off the charts it's I it it hurt me as an adult. I got to be honest with you. Watching this, there were parts of it where I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" But it takes so much to fix that. Oh, and and to that point, our protagonist Ernest is a menace in this. Like he, he's a menace. Oh, <laughs> can I just say, I there is a small villain off the top. That you have reminded me of right now. And it is uh, the man that fires him from being a cab driver. Oh. And I'm like, 100% hire or fire that man. 100%. He created absolute terror on the roads. This man, within the first 10 minutes of this film, I think causes no less than, I want to say, a 20 carb pile up. Like, he mm. literally causes so many accidents. People he reverses are dead. Like, down let's a just freeway. Say that. He reverses down a yeah, freeway people are to, dead. Get, to, uh, to get a, a fucking Christmas tree. And Santa's like, that's sick, which also makes him a bad Santa again. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're yeah. like, oh, I never see anybody that has this kind of Christmas spirit. And I'm like, look behind you. Look, you, that's not the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, someone is it's spending Christmas in the ER because uh, Ernest yes. reversed down a freeway to get a fallen Christmas tree. 
It, yeah. Oh my god. Insane. And like, Santa's this guy who's like, oh, I I know if you're naughty or nice or whatever. Um, uh, clearly not. Like, uh, <laughs> which or maybe he does, and maybe that's an interesting part of morality that we can talk about. Which is like, I would think reversing down a freeway and causing a big car pileup is is. Um, undoubtedly naughty. I would put that in the naughty category, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but unless there's some exception for like Ernest isn't aw- like smart enough for that to be bad. Like, what do you think? There's like a there's a point where you're like, ah, he doesn't really know what he's doing. Therefore, what he is doing is uh, okay, or is it like absolute morality well, for you? I think that goes out the window when the moral decider looks at you and goes, oh, my God, nobody ever does this. I love that you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> which Do which goes to mean? Santa's judgment, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Santa's not no, calling bad him. Bad like, Santa. Yeah. He's he's past his prime for sure. Um, okay. I will say this about say this this is honestly I think I'm going to say this is one of the worst things Santa says in the whole movie and it made me immediately hate him. Okay, so there's this character Harmony which is so funny because we just covered another Harmony. But um anyway, Harmony is she's a runaway. Um at one point he says to her he's like, "Oh, I remember when you stopped believing in me." And which is I, I arguably so triggering to hear from a man, <laughs> but continue. I remember when you stopped believing in me and he goes, it's the year I gave you a doll instead of a baseball mitt. And it's like, oh, so it's the year she found out Santa's a misogynist prick. Yeah, I would stop <laughs> believing in him, too, actually. I truly I think I'd stop right there. You're telling me you gave her a doll instead of a baseball mitt? Those are equal in value and equal in, I would say, how difficult it is to procure that. Okay, you're telling me you knew what you wanted and you were like, nah, get a dress on, bitch. Go play tea party. Mm-hmm. Santa is Hate very it. much into gender roles. Yeah, yeah, he's uh Yes, he's a he is. Yeah, which is another reason I guess maybe he needs to update a little bit. Like he says he's been at it for like 150 years or he's 150 years old or whatever. Like mm. he came to be Santa in the 1800s. Like the world's moved on, man. Like you know No, no, no. he still calls women broads for sure. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst. Get this old man out of here. <laughs> you just look at his like naughty and nice list and it's like humans and broads. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously you know how- all the men get gifts. They have penises. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's like. And all the women get a sewing kit uh, so they can darn their socks because I'm from the 1800s. Yeah. Darn their socks. Another reason you should have fucking packed it in. I mean, at least a year ago, probably like the the 50s or 60s. You know what I mean? Like you could have refreshed that a little sooner. But and they even say, like, I knew my power was waning. I thought I had one more in me and I don't. Like I, I, I made this dangerous. And if he doesn't pass it on, the, the Christmas magic is gone forever. So he's breaking this Which, long like, arguably line. good. Like, yeah. can I just say good? Can I I hate Christmas. Good. Get it get, get it out of here. Get it gone. Yeah, I'm you down. hate Christmas? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't like Christmas at all. It's so commercialized. Oh, the commercialization how- of it. Yeah, yeah. It's also like, and I know this is, listen, this isn't a hot take, okay? This has been said (laughs) one trillion times, but you guys are fucking kidding me with this November 1st shit. You're kidding me, okay? You're telling me we hit November 1st and it's Christmas carols? It's it's the Christmas cups at, at McDonald's, it's tis the holidays, it's the lights, it's November! November 1st. You're saying we're doing this for two months? If if we got like two weeks, I'd be like, yeah, that's that's nice. This is a nice holiday treat. This feels festive. This feels great. Okay, I gotta tell you, Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year. 
Okay, my favorite. If they started doing stuff September 1st for that, I'd be like, all right, fuck off. Like, that's insane. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. I can't stand it. I can't. Oh, God. Also, like, I just I it always bombs me out because like this concept, I, I'm just going to get I'm going to get off on a little tangent here. I'm so sorry. Uh, it, it bothers me. The concept of Santa kind of bothers me just because when you go to like public school or you go to school, you, you hang out with other kids or whatever. The idea that these gifts come from Santa, even though you're coming from vastly different economic backgrounds, can sometimes instill this idea that I'm like, oh, I'm not as good as a kid. Like yeah. I'm Santa didn't love me as much because that's from you got a boombox from Santa and I got socks. So what does that mean in the long run? Right. Yeah, I, no, I don't know. No, you're right. And they even bring that point up um, or it, it comes up in this movie very briefly where they're kind of discussing. They're like, well, there's no way Santa can get around the whole world in a single night. Like that's impossible. And he kind of gives like some of the uh, like the normal justifications you hear of like. And one of them is, um, well, not all belief structures uh, include Santa Claus, so you don't have to visit those kids. And you kind of go like, oh, okay, but also why not? Like, what is it, you know, like in a world where Santa exists and has this Christmas magic powers, what is it about being specifically Christian <laughs> that yeah, he's like, say, I'm going to... Christians. <laughs> Yeah, where it's like I only serve as it's like okay, but you're you're fucking magic, right? Like, it's yeah. is this like an exorcism where like the power of Christ compels you? Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I'm done. I'm done. The power, where the power of Christ compels, right? Like if you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. That's so fucking like if funny. You, to me, if you man. visit a Jewish or Muslim oh. household, it's just like, well, that doesn't oh. fill the tanks. I don't like. I don't know. It's, no. Plus, it's so fucked that like somebody saying, "I only come by if you believe in me," is fucked. <laughs> That's so- uh, yeah. I mean, y- yeah. There's like double layers of belief. It's like I, I, uh. I visit the children who believe in me. And um, also only the children whose parents believe that Jesus Christ was the prophet, you know, (laughs) and not just (laughs) the not just a prophet, but the only and last prophet. Like you're just like, okay, best put some respect on it. Yeah. And so I I, in order to honor his birth, I I have become this secularized superhero that only that um, basically if I was under U.S. law or Canadian law, I'd be gotten at for bigotry because I ignore needy children and all the rest. Yeah, like the idea of the secularized Santa Claus as we know him is like super problematic in terms of um, why don't you help other kids, man? Why don't you just I don't do it to everybody. Yeah, or if he was like representative of the holiday spirit or something, like I'm I'm on board. That's fine. Let's roll. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. That's cool. No, only the good Christian. <laughs> it's killing me, man. And and only the good ones, Telling not the, the naughty ones. Christ compels you. <laughs> I can't. I'm fucking. I'm choking on this over here. Oh my god. Okay. So I I would love to jump over because I want to talk about harmony a little bit. Um, because I yeah. gotta tell you, if you okay, I'm just this is just like life advice, okay? If you are a young girl and you are you're out there, okay, you're out you're out in these streets, all right, and a a two elderly men befriend you, uh, you're allowed to steal from them. You're allowed to steal from them. You're allowed to take, okay? Because the idea that this is appropriate, that Ernest is running around with this Teenage runaway, yeah. Teenage runaway, it's weird. It doesn't play for me, and I don't care for it. Okay, she is allowed to steal that bag from them. She is allowed. She is due. Okay, it's I don't even care that she is convinced it's Santa because the sack is magic. That's a bad Santa. That's your sack now. That's fine. What those couple those couple of fucking rich kids that are going back, they're not going to get one extra present under the tree. Go fuck yourself. 
Absolutely. I would be also the idea that you have this magic sack and you're just not using it for other better things. Offensive. Offensive. That woman would use that so much better. Come on now. Yeah. Well, and and they do sort of say like it seems like you need some sort of like talent or special thing in order to make this sack work. Mm -hmm. Like like she keeps pulling stuff out and they're just shit gifts, right? So it's like it's somehow tied to the power of Santa. But I I think the really shitty thing that she and Ernest do is like they know that this magic is diminishing and they still keep like pulling it from the sack. You know what I mean? Like they're using this magic on like crap trying to get stuff for themselves mm-hmm. as opposed to like you know whereas like it's like when this your cell phone is on one percent right you're not like logging onto tiktok to see like what the cool new trend the kids are doing right you're like oh no Speak i need it for yourself <laughs> oh you're instead the of calling ru- your uber to get home out here to get yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, ruthless no, out here you need to know you need to spend that we're 1%. not allowed to wear skinny jeans anymore <laughs> No more. <laughs> it's all about the fun pants now. You gotta see. You gotta keep trying. Oh, flares. No. Oh, oh, flares are back. I, Jesus. I'm just saying. You can check in on that later. Use that one percent to Uber <laughs> yourself home. Right. You're not going I to the guess. sack for the treats. You gotta sustain no. this magic as long as possible until you get that charger. <laughs> then go go all nuts. I'm not judging anyone's content choices or anything like that. I'm just saying, uh, use yes. that one percent battery as you need to. Um, yeah, I and and just to go back to the the um, agent for a minute, I fully believe mm-hmm. that Santa Claus, as he is presenting here, forgetful, confused, doesn't seem to know anybody in town, um, doesn't is is conf- giving real money to kids and trying to pay for things with play money, showing up places, insisting that he's Santa Claus. That is absolutely a man that needs help. I don't think he should yes. be. I don't think he should be thrown in jail, but that's not, that's not I the thought agent's. That was such a crazy leap. I was like, is that, I, I was like, oh man, that's probably actually what happens. Oh, oh yeah. Worst. And I don't think that should happen. I think society, no. like, I don't think the police are the person you should call in that situation or, no, um, no, 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 but no. I, I am willing to admit that those are the people that you end up calling or the people that end up having mm-hmm. to deal with this. Mm. I think that is a structural problem with society where the, it shouldn't be like, there should be nine one one. And then there should be like another number you call when someone is having uh, uh, mental problems or they're, you know, uh, seem confused. Like that seems like an ambulance sort of response, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Some other place. Yeah. A, a, a home or something while they figure it out. Yeah. They're Who like, are you? You're you just going to hang out with the rest of these elderly people for a minute. We're going to figure this out real quick. Yeah. You needed support. So I'm not, I am not blaming him at all for, he says to Joe, it's like, I will take care of this man. I will make sure that he is taken care of and that he gets what he needs. And he absolutely does. He absolutely does. He does not just like leave him there or like pawn him off on somebody else. He talks to the, the, the police uh, should be the paramedics, but he talks to them when he arrives. He explains what's going on. Like, he absolutely does the right thing in trying to get this man the help that he thinks he needs. Oh, yeah, because that's his, like, literal only option. So I'm I'm there for this uh, agent. I'm, I think, one, Santa Claus, not only is he, is he, does he seem crazy or, or uh, not crazy, but, like, confused or whatever because he's acting like santa claus he is also legitimately confused and disoriented even as santa oh claus. yeah yeah he needs to pass this off he's done yeah you're done hang up your hat you weirdo also i don't know why he's so hinged on this guy having a beard or not yeah, because he, like, magically regrows it as soon as he decides to become Santa Claus. Yeah. I will say, I think that guy looks better with a beard. That is true. Those are the facts. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they got him to shave. I was like, oh, no, you're a, you're a beardy boy. You need that, actually. That's gonna, that's helping. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
It's, it, it's it rare. looks good on your face. It suits you. He seemed like a happy, jovial guy with the beard and like, yeah. yeah. I I believe like I and I will say I really like this movie in that I truly believed he was a nice guy and I truly believe that he liked entertaining children just for the sake of it. And that's sometimes oh, sure. a hard thing to sell in a movie when it's a middle-aged mm. man. You know, I'm just saying. Oh yeah. Absolutely. In a movie, I'm not saying that middle-aged men can't like children you know like or you know uh, but it's you know what i mean it's 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 hard to be like in a very brief <laughs> period of time be like this this character is mm. hanging out with children and we're all yeah cool no that. i bought I, yeah. I bought into that i also just bought into him being like a total idiot I was like, you're an idiot. Like, what do you mean you get on a movie and then you're immediately like, well, I don't like what this movie stands for. It's like, but it's it's, it's literally in the title. Like, I could understand, like, I, I wrote on a movie once and we were, we had written all these scenes that the actors, like, those were what they were reading off of. And then they, the uh, director decided to turn it in a totally different direction. Like, totally different. And in that moment, I could understand those actors having problems and being like, no, excuse me, this is not what I signed up for, which is absolutely valid. But this guy's like, no, I heard the name. I read the script. I've decided that I'm going to do this. And he's like, well, the children are right over there. And I'm just like, yeah, but they're not... This isn't geared towards children, I think. Like, it's supposed to be, like, more of an adult movie that has children in it. Do you want to be an actor? Yeah. <laughs> this is my question. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm wrong. I just... No, I agree. I, I agree. That was, that was one part I just kept slamming my... I was like, you're... You're almost as bad as Ernest. You're drinking straight from the punch bowl in this scene, buddy. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that for free. Oh, yeah, Good I forget Lord. he does that. You're just That's... pulling out the electrical units oh, everywhere God. in this room metaphorically. Wrecking a, t- because, wrecking yeah. a TV with a tree and everything. Um, and and uh, very quickly, I do, like getting back to Ernest being a menace, I think it's very mm-hmm. important that we point out that he is like actually, as big of an idiot he is, he's actually a very skilled social engineer like he talks his way into places and gets information that he should not have and access to people he does not have very easily. And it is um, kind of insidious. Like him just like he talks his way into a prison and into releasing a prisoner. He talks his way past um, Joe, uh, uh, Oh, Marty's, uh, the agent secretary. He goes in and is like, give me his location by pretending to be his mother. And like, like outside, like it's very funny because it's Jim Varney dressing up as like an old lady and like a, a suave, sophisticated guy and doing like other characters. But in the context of reality, this is insidious. Like the sort of people who can like go up and just, like, as I said, social engineer people in order to give up information or give them access to things is like a huge, huge security problem in the real world. Like just he is like an idiot that's operating at like an 11 on this one category. And it's it's just like he just gets what he wants because he's walking social torture. He has uh, he has unpacked basically the coolest like the like the quickest way to being annoying will get stuff done faster than being nice. <laughs> if I am annoying and the worst, people will just want me to move along. They, these are the facts. They're just like leave, go. We don't want to be a part of this. Like every single cuz think about it if you look at every single one of those characters he did, it happened because they, he was being annoying and pushy. He kind of reminds me of like uh, the energy vampire from uh, what we do in the shadows yeah. where I'm like, oh, you're just zapping everybody. And people are like, get the fuck away from me, man. I can't handle you. I'm so glad you brought that up, that energy vampire thing, because there is something that seems somewhat supernatural about Ernest. Like he's mm-hmm. not quite... Like, 
I don't want to say trickster God because he's not a trickster, but he's like, like, like chaos incarnate or like, like there's something about him that's like elemental and like unhuman. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Oh, absolutely. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's operating on a whole other level. It's like if there's something wrong to do, he will find it and do it. He will create it. He will create the atmosphere for this. And he's perfect at it. He's just like, I don't know. I really, it was the worst, but I really believed everything he did. I was like, yep, <laughs> yeah, you're a lunatic. I believe this. Yeah. like a- you're, you're walking insanity. Anytime the script made a leap or a jump or we were doing something magical, Honestly, quite frankly, I was right there with them. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll buy into this. I'll buy into anything watching this. I'll buy into anything. Yeah. You've set up a universe that is limitless. Okay, literally within the first five minutes of this film, a man flies out of a cab. He picks him up, pretends he's not absolutely in a awake coma. I don't even know what you call it. Shock? Yeah, a shock. Okay, like medical yeah. shock. <laughs> Okay, like has to go to the hospital. He's in so much shock. He shoves up. Like he's just doing stuff that I'm like, he is actually like a living, breathing cartoon. Yeah, it's he does stuff that would only be physically possible in a cartoon universe. But you buy in, you believe it because he's so physical. Yep. That you, you're just like, yes, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. There's something about him. He's like, like living cartoon for adults almost is what I would describe that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Ernest is a menace. The uh, Marty Brock, great agent. Uh, Harmony, uh, problematic to hang out with a teenage runaway. And Santa Claus is awful and Christmas is too corporate. It's the worst. It's the worst. (laughs) Happy Christmas movie month, everybody. Christmas is terrible. Uh, Anything else you wanted to touch on with Ernest? (laughs) No, I think I think we've covered it. I think we did it. (laughs) <laughs> uh guys this is uh, it is time for our rankings i am i'm ranking all of our villains just all of them collectively um so and i've got the uh well obviously the Ernest movie scale but i made up the movies um so from Ernest works at a coffee shop all the way up to Ernest goes to your funeral <laughs> They uh, they actually shoot in the perspective of your aunt uh, for some reason. Um, I am going to give the all the all the evils. I'm going to give them a Ernest joins a cult. Okay, anybody opposing these people? Just uh, they're doing what they should be doing. They're trying to bust up something that should be busted up. None of these men should be in charge. They should be opposed. That is my scale. I love it. What do you got first, Craig? Uh, so I've got the famous idiot scale. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> on a scale from Homer Simpson to George W. Bush, uh, I'm giving Marty Brock, the agent, a uh, a Forrest Gump. Uh, no idea what he's involved mm. with or that he's altering the course of history, but it ultimately turns out just fine. Uh, don't blame him at all for anything that happens. Yeah, stand-up guy. Uh, and guys, we're going to get to our uh, heroes and villains of the week in a second. But first, uh, a couple ways that uh, you can uh, help out the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, we are at Villain Was Right on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Just give that a little listen. And uh, if you want to email us, you can email Email us at villainwasright at gmail.com. Maybe with your suggestions. I believe someone just like uh, dumped Ernest movies at us and we picked Ernest. <laughs> Ernest Saves yeah. Christmas. Ernest Scared Stupid was in the running for a bit for Halloween, but we, we decided to it go was. with Christmas instead. Um, so if you have suggestions, uh, let us know. Uh, we do read all the emails. Um, we're struggling to get back to people, but that's okay. We read them. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want, if you have a couple bucks to help out the podcast, as always, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash villain was right. Uh, you can hit us up. We have an ad free tier. We have an audience choice tier. You want to have your, your, your say on what's going on here. Get on that. We are doing weird movies, uh, for the end of the month as we do in honor of our worst episode ever. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that's why we do it, but you're right. That's original. Yeah, that's the OG. One one New Year's, we just had the worst. We were like, 
I I hated watching that. I hated talking about that. That was bad. And but now we do a fun weird movie at the end of the year as our New Year's episode because we think that's funny and fun and stupid. Uh, we also have bonus episodes. If you've never signed up before, you can sign up now and get our whole back catalog of bonus episodes. More recently, uh, we have been doing Craig picks a good movie. I pick a equally good but bad movie. <laughs> In, in my in my humble opinion, I love a good bad movie, and that's what we've been doing. I've been torturing Craig, and it's been super fun. So yeah, that's that's what's up. Hit us up on there, and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I've just got a little. Uh, I've, I've got a little. You know, sometimes I come on here and I'm just like, here's some advice, and I probably have no authority, but here we go. <laughs> Here's some more advice. Okay, here is my. Uh, if, if you guys want. Them. If you if you if you're a thrifter, okay, here are my thrifting tips and tricks. Okay, I am um, I'm an avid thrifter. I love to thrift, and I think we should because there's enough stuff in the world. There's enough stuff. Now, in saying this, there's always some argument that somebody's like, "Well, you gotta leave that for people in poverty. They can't they can't get the stuff." And it's like, buddy, they're throwing out buckets of this stuff constantly. Okay, I gotta tell you, they're just taught. There's too much. Okay, if they're raising prices, it's not because people are buying them. It's just because that's they they got to pay rent, man. So, you know, don't feel too guilty about going in if you're like, well, I could buy this new. And it's like, well, they already made it, though. So just go buy something that's been already made. Number one tip, turn it inside out. Turn all your articles of clothing inside the fuck out. All right. Look at your seams. Uh, it doesn't have a lining huge. If it has a lining huge, pick it up. Okay. You love it. Um, if it has got a nice bias, any, any of that stuff, just look, make sure the stitching's good. If you turn it inside out, fuck yeah. Um, if you're really unsure about a piece of fabric and you want to know what it's made of, um, if it's a piece of fabric, uh, just cut off a little corner and burn it. Uh, if you can get any piece of your fabric off, just burn it a little bit and you can find out whether it is natural or synthetic fibers, because if it burns accordingly, it will be a natural fiber. If it kind of pills up like it's got plastic in it, then, you know, it's uh, it at least is partially synthetic. Uh, these <laughs> Craig's like not along like, oh, I didn't oh, even know this is all news. Uh, this I, is... I didn't even think of that. Um Absolutely. Always check in places that aren't your size because people hide stuff in places that are are different sizes and hoping to that they'll stay there, keep them there a little longer so that they can come back and buy them and never, ever go into a thrift store being like, I'm just going to pop in real quick. You're never going to find anything good. And after you need to spend an hour in this thrift, just slowly, everybody always tells me they're like, you find the coolest shit. Yeah, because I'm there forever because <laughs> I, I, I find peace in this. I really like yeah. shopping. This is the way I scratch this itch. Anyway, my hero of the week is thrifting. Uh, if you guys want any more thrifting advice, just message me. I love thrifting. Yeah. Thank you. This, this, this has been my TED talk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say I know people appreciate your uh, the advice that you give, because like when you were you a couple weeks ago, you gave the like, don't have don't put as much sugar in your baking we got mm. so many comments about that like people people love it people have been loving it oh uh, so keep it coming yeah uh rebecca knows what the fuck she's talking about everybody uh just only but only when i bring it up at the end sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm faffing about it. i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about yeah yeah okay, only fucking, when i bring it up at the end it's a fucking bullshit <laughs> like, this otherwise. is my hobby yeah. i love this <laughs> yes oh absolutely i'm talking out of my absolute ass okay anyway uh craig what do you got yeah so uh i i'm gonna be a little bold and i'm gonna cast myself as the hero uh here um oh, just just a little bit um so i was um uh i was at uh, a comedy club uh this this past week as we're recording this and um you know end of the night show went so well like i like i had a great set i was on top of the world i was feeling so good like the audience were coming up to me afterwards and like you know, having a good chat. And then I'm just hanging out with some of the comedians and some of the other staff at the club afterwards at the bar, having a drink. There's like maybe five or six of us left in the, in the whole, whole place. And, um, just having a great old time. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much ready. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then probably going to hit the road or whatever. And, uh, so I go in and I use the urinal and I flush it and I go to wash my hands and everything. And one of these other comedians comes in behind me and goes, um, 
uh, this urinal's overflowing. And I like look over and the one that I'd flushed is just like pouring out onto the, the ground. And then I was like, oh no. And like, so I was like, I gotta go get one of like the doormen, right? Like, uh, so I run there and I like, I run to the front of the bar and I'm just like, ah, so, so sorry to do this, but like, there's a urinal overflowing. So we like run back to the the bathroom and then he's like, oh no, I don't know how to deal with this. You need to go get the manager right now. (laughs) So run back to the, the front of the, the, the bar, grab the manager. He runs back and, uh, I go back with them and they're like, um, uh, how the, how, where's like the emergency shut off? So we're like, we're, it's just pouring water out. Like it's, it's just like, you can't even adjust the handle or whatever. It's just like shooting water out and we're going behind the doors and things like that. And like, like in the wall behind looking for the shut off. And I was like, it should be like a toilet. There's a, like an emergency shut off for this somewhere. And I, then it just occurs to me. It's like, neither of these guys know where the emergency shut off is or how to shut down a urinal. So I was like, so the, uh, like the spirit of my plumber grandfather, I felt like yeah. rise up inside me. And I was like, this has got to be you, Craig. And I ran to the front of the, uh, I ran to the front of the the bar where you can actually get cell reception. Just as I'm running, I'm Googling like emergency shut off valve urinal. And like first video that comes up is like, oh, there's a little bolt that you have to undo. And then the valves inside it, which like, okay, I didn't realize you had to unscrew the thing to get to the valve. Great. So I'm running back. I was like, we need tools. We need a wrench. We need a screwdriver. We grab a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> we're unscrewing it. I'm sitting there. Yeah, the manager's got the wrench. He's trying to do it. It's like, no, no, lefty Lucy, righty tidy, lefty Lucy, lefty Lucy. You turn it the wrong way. He's turn turns it the wrong way. We finally get the valve, uh, gets the uh, screwdriver in there. Once again, I'm like, you're turning it the wrong way, lefty Lucy, righty tidy, righty tidy to shut off the valve. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm yelling. I'm like, we need a wrench. We need this. We need a screwdriver. And they're like cranking it down. And they finally get it shut off. And I was just like, yes. And then uh, me and the door guy um, are like, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're men. We're men. <laughs> Just feeling so good we're about it. Men, no, we're men. We're men. We're <laughs> men. And, um, you know, sitting we're in like, men. you know, like an inch of water in the bathroom at this point. And he goes, let's go celebrate. And I go, yeah, let's go celebrate this. And we go out and then we just go to, he just brings me back into the showroom where all the wait staff, uh, all the waitresses are just sitting there like counting out their tabs. And he's like, we just did this. We just shut this off. We're so great. And I was like, wait, is this what you meant by celebrating? And he's like, yeah, you know, like we're just, he's like, your, your idea of celebrating He's like, yeah, you just go and you brag in front of the women that you were able to do something. I was like. I thought you were gonna buy me a drink. I thought that's yeah, what like you were doing, not something, buddy. What's that? That's so, so yeah. Like, give me a beer. Or yeah, something, exactly. Buddy. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> and then they show that. So like that was the night, and I just left home. And then I show up the next night, and he's working as well. He's like, "Oh, this guy who broke the urinal and did this." I was like, "Excuse me, uh, I yeah, it was the well, urinal I used, but I think I deserve a little credit for." I mean, I wasn't the guy cranking the wrenches, but I knew which way to turn it. <laughs> I knew what tools you needed. And I was the one smart enough to Google exactly what. So I was like, I think I need a little credit for fixing this toilet. I think it would have been a lot worse had I not been there, you know? So anyway, I'm going to cast myself as my hero of the week. And and this is, I'm going to throw a piece of advice in on this because I am dead serious about this. Everybody I've ever lived with, girlfriends, roommates, whoever it is, the first thing I do is make sure that they know where the emergency shutoff for the toilet is because oh yeah you don't it's have, normally right under the toilet yeah but the <laughs> it's number right there yeah it, it's super obvious the number of people who yeah. don't know that that they can shut off the water oh, to the shit. toilet if it's overflowing because let me tell you and this experience backs it up you never you don't have time to look it up when you need it, right? That bowl is starting to go up. You just need to crank that down right away, Mm. then go find Mm -hmm. your plunger. Just do that. If you don't know where it is right now, if if it's like, oh, a toilet has an emergency shut off, Google it right now. Just store that away in your head. You'll be thankful for having it. This has been Advice Time with Craig and Rebecca. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, no, as a girl, as a woman that likes to eat, you need to know where that is. (laughs) Just in case. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Things can happen. We all need to know that. 
sooner or later. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just be humans about this. We all need to know how to shut off a toilet <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, guys, as always, uh, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. And you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy, Facebook, Twitter, uh, CraigFay.com for uh, show dates. Um, and uh, uh, if you're in the Ottawa area, I will be um, emceeing at Absolute Comedy there uh, over uh, the week of New Year's. So if you don't have plans for New Year's, come and check that out. And you can also come and check out my full headline set the following week. Uh, so like the first week in January, CraigFay.com for show dates. Yeah. And guys, that's it for us. Uh, next week, we are continuing Christmassy kind of month uh, with arguably, I think, the most Christmassy movie we're doing uh, this month, which is uh, Miracle on 34th Street. I think that's the movie. I think that's what it's called. I have never seen it. It is going to be an experience. So tune in next week for my very honest review and first view of that movie. And uh, this is The Villain Was Right reminding you that Santa fucking sucks! (laughs) This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.